0: is CNN. You're listening to Questionable Material with Jack and Brian, a mostly improvised podcast produced in New York by Jack Helmuth and Brian Sack. QMPodcast.com
1: <sighs> Locust Valley. Uh, hi, I'm calling.
0: It doesn't matter why I'm calling. Are you okay? Yeah, I'm, I'm fine. It's just, uh, we had a little bit of an incident with one of our guests at Locust Valley. Uh, wait, can you describe the incident? Yeah, well, he didn't want to take his med occasions. And, uh, whoo, he's, you know, for an 84-year-old man, he, uh, he puts up a serious fight.
1: Yeah, well, I, I was calling to see if, you know, if you could, you know, help me with my, with my grandpa because he's, yeah. he's ready to go into a home. But it, it sounds, like it sounds like chaos there.
0: No, no. It's just this one particular dude. He's just, you know, he is, he's, he resists, you know, he, he, he pushes back, you know, most, most of these people are really docile. Yeah. You know we have a bit tranquilized. We start with the tranquilizing omelet in the morning. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, you know, a couple of pills for lunch. And so we guess we kind of keep them, we keep them, uh, you know, malleable, you know, so they kind of do what we want and just kind of wheel them around to wherever we need them to be. But this guy, whoo, he used to be in the military and uh, he he takes orders from no one. Yeah. Oh, wow. four of us had to hold him down. Four of you? Yeah. And Maureen, well, I mean, she doesn't have a lot of muscle, but she's got a lot of girth. And she really, she sat on his arm. Uh, well, we did it. He took his medication. Medication that he, you know, consents to taking? I mean, it's vitamin C.
1: <laughs> okay. Is there, a, is there a scurvy outbreak at your facility?
0: You know, I just, I don't want there to be one. Cause mm-hmm. that stuff is nasty. I don't know if you've ever seen what happens with scurvy, but you know, all your old scars just, just come back. It kind of eats the scar tissue and oh, the old, old wounds reopen themselves. Isn't that crazy? But that is we, really crazy. Yeah. We had a guy here who was a pirate and he told us all about it. <laughs>
1: <Ooh>. <laughs> well, first of all, I mean, I, I, you know, drugging, you know, the, the drug omelet and all that stuff, you know, uh, making them as docile as possible. It, it's how we raise our children, my wife and I. So I, I do want to tip my hat to you. I, I think that's a great way to to deal with anyone who shows any little bit of energy or initiative. Yep. So
0: g- good on you. That's what I always said when I had kids and I saw they had the slightest bit of energy. I was like, they need Adderall. Let's drug them. Let's overwhelm their system. Yep. Pump them with drugs and dump them. Pump them and dump them. Yeah. So let's talk about your grandmother. Uh, yeah, my grandpa. My gr- grandma's not with us anymore. Okay, I'm sorry to hear that cuz she would have been a valuable member of of uh, Locust Hill. Uh, <laughs> wait, cuz Locust Valley is where I yeah. thought I'd called. Well, we we have two different <laughs> operations. There's Locust Valley and Locust Hill. Oh, what's the difference? Uh Locust Hill is a little cheaper, but okay. Locust Valley is is the higher-end experience and let's talk about that for your grandpa.
1: No, for sure. For sure. Yeah. And, and, and when I, when I say my grandma's no longer with us, that just means she escaped. We don't know where she is. Well, wow, Good for her. She got out. Yeah. She got out. She's. We've had a few of those. Oh, really? That's well, that's, we should probably talk about that. Cause I do not want my grandpa escaping.
0: No, we're pretty good about keeping them here. And we've got, you know, plenty of activities for the grownups to do. Okay. We call them guests. Great. That's so lovely. It sounds a much more fun. So we have a, a lot of things that they can do to kind of occupy their time while while they wait. Sure, for for the Grim Reaper to kind of stroll off the sidewalk and come down the long walkway to the Locust Valley front door and hit the doorbell, and then we welcome him in and kind of watch as he does his business. So, uh, what does your grandfather like to do? I don't spend a lot of time with him, so I know he likes to play cards. We have a we have a room. Uh, that is we call it the multi-purpose room oh because you can do a lot of things in this. so on Mondays we have bingo. we call it Bingo Mondays. It's great. it's a great name and the fun thing it's it's really simple. It's a video. We just play the bingo video. It's the same one every week great right. same numbers get called huh and and nobody notices. So we save a lot of money that way. We only have we that one video. We don't have to pay a bingo person to come in and do bingo every Monday. That adds up. We turn those savings around and we reward your father or grandfather with them.
1: I'd prefer you pass the savings down to me, but uh, okay, fine,
0: whatever. We can work that out. We do have our little consultant who will Uh, come in and chat up your grandpa and see about uh, who's in the will and what they're getting, things like that. So we can make a little deal. Wink, wink. If you know what I mean.
1: Uh, Force him to sign documents that he has no idea what they are.
0: We don't call it that. We call it uh, consulting. (laughs) Okay. I would love some consulting services. We have Timothy, the psychic cat.
1: Oh, what? That sounds, uh,
0: uh, interesting. What does Timothy do? Well, Timothy will wander around, lives on premises okay. and if he cozies up to you and curls up on your bed that means you'll be dead in the morning. Really? Yes. It's amazing. 100% accuracy. Agatha Bernard, that- last week Timothy strolled into her room okay. jumped up on her bed and curled up and you could have seen that, I mean the expression on Agatha's face Cause she knows what Timothy does and <laughs> she was trembling and, and we just told her, don't worry about it. I'm sure that's nothing. Maybe this is his first mistake for sure. Six thirty in the morning. I walked in there with her meds and she was staring at the ceiling. Wow. I stood there for 10 minutes. Like what's so interesting about the ceiling, Agatha? We were both <laughs> looking up and then I realized Timothy had it, won. It, t- it, t- it took you 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> well, she was staring at the ceiling. I wanted to see what she was staring at. There was mm-hmm. a little bit of a water stain. Yep. But it turns out she was dead. She wasn't looking at anything. Okay. I, I see.
1: Whew. Um, so now when you say Timothy won, what does that mean? Because this, this uh,
0: death uh, bringer of a cat makes me feel uh, confused. No, no, he doesn't bring death. He knows when you're going to go and he's got a hundred percent record. Okay. And the funny thing is, we we used to bet on who would, and then we realized he was always correct. Wow. So nobody bets against Timothy the cat. Of course, that's an exciting feature of your facility. Yeah, I like that a lot. It's kind of it. It just adds a lot of excitement because every day you're kind of looking at Timothy. What's Timothy up to? And yeah. if no one's going to die, then Timothy just curls up on a credenza. That's great. I think I would keep my door closed all the time. We put in cat doors in all the doors. <laughs> So Timothy has his run of the place. He goes wherever he wants. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and you'll hear people barricading the cat doors at night mm-hmm. <laughs> and trying to to prevent Timothy from getting in, but he'll get in. Sounds like a great place to spend your final years. It is. We've got a TV. Ooh. Yeah. We've got a flat screen TV. It's, um, it's not huge, but okay. if you gather around it, you can kind of make out what's on it. Okay. It's not really a TV. It's a, it's a repurposed iPod.
1: Oh, okay. All right. So, yeah, it's kind of flat. It's small. It's small. That's a small screen.
0: Yeah, but you see a lot of people gather around, and, and that's a way for them to get to know one another as they're all kind of hunched over this, this little screen wondering what they're watching. Sure. Doesn't work out so great when one of them has COVID, though, I can tell you that. Timothy was busy that week.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's... <laughs> The first time in history of cat
0: probably didn't sleep. Yeah, no, he was, he was up all night just j- jumping from bed to bed. It was crazy. You, you mentioned something uh, earlier about um, the grim reaper
1: mm. walking uh, through the door and walking down the hallway. And I know you have Timothy, but that was su- such an evocative image. Um, do you actually like open the door and,
0: and let the grim reaper in? You want to keep that guy out? You know what he can do to you? Yeah. I mean, he can kill you. Yeah. You actually like it's the actual Grim Reaper walking through the door. Have- I've I've always been under the impression it's the Grim Reaper. Okay, because he has all the accoutrement of uh, mm-hmm. of a Grim Reaper. He's got a vest that says Department of Sanitation. He's got a yellow helmet, and uh, and and uh, like kind of these steel-toed boots.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, do, just so you know, that's um, that's a municipal worker stealing drugs. That's where they went.
0: Hey Brian! Hi Jack! Hi Brian! How are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you doing? More Uh, importantly,
1: yeah. Well, I agree with that assessment. Uh, I'm fine, I suppose. I suppose. Uh, I I have a story that I would like to talk about, like right off the bat, like, and I don't need to hear about your your dog's uh, stitches or any of that stuff. That's unfortunate Uh, because a lot of people want to hear about that. Okay, got a ton of email
0: about that. It's it's amazing the the flood of emails about your um how's her uterus, yeah, how's the, <laughs> how's the uterus? It's not good. I'll be honest, it's not good. It's it's going on two weeks, sitting yep. in a heap outside the veterinary clinic. Not good. Do you take the dog to like at least to visit it? I mean, are there are there visitations? Yeah, we went there today actually for the follow up checkup, and we went around back of the clinic, and then you know she's sniffing around. I'm like, is that yours? Is that yours? It's hard to tell. You know. Even, you know, despite the cold, uh, which uh-huh. know, kept them, you know, thank God it's not summer. Cause I bet it would get stinky, but she wasn't quite sure. I think we have a schnauzer uterus that she brought back with her. <laughs> <Jeez>. So they
1: <laughs> they allowed the dog to take, take one with her.
0: Uh, I mean, that's what the sign says. It says, you know, have a uterus, leave a uterus, need a uterus, take a uterus.
1: Okay, well, that's um, that's great that you were able to visit. I'm sure that meant a lot to the dog. It meant a lot to me, but I digress. What were you saying? Well, so this story broke, I, I, I think this story broke like the day after we recorded our podcast last week, uh, or maybe it was two days after. And uh, yes, yeah, two days after I'm seeing here. And it was, um, oh man, it drove me crazy that we couldn't uh, talk about it because I, I just love the story. I suppose you saw that M and M's uh, has decided to go woke. Did you see this?
0: I did. Yeah they yeah. they revamped their their line of type two diabetes instigating candies.
1: Yeah. So um, <laughs> um, so so here is what it's saying: We're on a mission to create a world where everyone feels they belong using the power of fun. Join us in being for all fun kind. So, so what, what M&M's has done, for those of you who don't know, um, mm. a bunch of small changes, but the, the biggest changes have come with the two female characters, Mrs. Green and Mrs. Brown. Uh, they're both sporting some new footwear. Um, uh, Mrs. Brown's uh, stilettos have been changed to a, a suitable kitten heel, while uh, Green's white go-go boots have been swapped out for sneakers. What's a kitten heel? <laughs> I, that I don't know. That, I thought I women
0: only had stilettos and flats.
1: Well, see, that's. Geez. Now there's a I kitten mean, heel.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
1: it's just crazy. Uh, and, and Orange's laces are finally tied. I'm oh, good. Sure Thank that God. Does. Well,
0: that's more inclusive now because uh, inclusive belonging uh, white supremacy, you know. Yep. Uh, no, belonging. absolutely right. Yeah. Now, you, you work for Mar- the Mars Corporation, don't you? I do. I draw a paycheck from M&M, Mars, Mar- That's fantastic. Mars. Yeah. Uh, stock symbol, Mars. <laughs> yes, I know. I know.
1: And so, uh, so the, the, there are more changes to M&M is coming, right? Just to be even more inclusive, apparently from what I'm hearing, and you're going to know this better than I, but apparently they're going like hard left, yeah. like stuff that would make AOC blush. So I would love if you, if you could maybe tell us some, some, uh, some of their things that, that they have planned, um, to really make M and M's really more inclusive, Could, would you mind doing that with us, real quick? Absolutely, sure. There are some other changes coming to to make the um to make the female M and M's, Mrs. Green and Mrs. Blue, uh, even more sort of um inclusive, because apparently they're still too. I, I don't know if they're too slutty or, or what it is, but uh, to, can you tell us about the changes for these two uh, iconic women?
0: Yeah, we're gonna take uh, Mrs. Green, okay, and uh, we're gonna we're doing like a twelve part series. The commercial. Okay. Okay. And where Mrs. Green uh, is going to have uh, what we call bottom surgery. And she is going to have uh they're going to take her her clitoris and they're going to uh basically using her forearm they're going to take some skin from her forearm <laughs> and then they're going to take her clitoris out and place it inside the skin from the forearm and kind of wrap it around um mm-hmm. and then and create basically uh a, it's a phalloplasty. Is is the technical term. Sure. And so you're going to, the whole commercial series will be Mrs. Green's phalloplasty journey. (laughs) Come with us and enjoy a 12 part commercial, a 12 part commercial. And by the end, she's going to have her phalloplasty there. (laughs) And, and then she's going to go on a date uh, with a red M&M. Who's going to be like, well, hold on a second. I, I'm not kind of into that. I thought right. you were a lady and she said, well, don't you, how dare you? And then he, the red M&M is going to come to realize he was wrong. <laughs> and, and he's going to really enjoy that phalloplasty. Whew, Even though boy. previously he liked the lady M&Ms.
1: Now, is there uh a- Do the work. <laughs> No, I, I will do the work, Brian. Thank you for that challenge. Um, so that's great, and 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 so that's the the and the. Why are you doing this with a candy, though? Why why are you taking a candy's clitoris <laughs> or clitoris, if you will?
0: I, w- why does a candy have a clitoris to begin with? Well, we did a lot of soul searching, uh, and and we hired a couple of consultants. Okay, and they have doctorates. Uh-huh. Uh The doctorates are in subjects that aren't necessarily academically rigorous, but right. they have doctorates and they go by doctor. And so we defer to them and they said, here's <laughs> what you need to do. And then they laid out their plan for inclusion hmm. and belonging. hmm okay. Phalloplasty, Jack. Phalloplasty.
1: Well, that that's fantastic. The, uh, uh, orange Eminem. Um, yeah, apparently he's getting a uh, really geopolitical.
0: Yeah. Oh, uh, what's going on yeah. with him? Well, I mean the, or the orange Eminem, uh, wants to fight Islamophobia. <laughs> oh, oh, nice. So he will, he's going to deliver stern lectures on Islamophobia. Uh, okay, so how how would that go? Like in a, uh, I guess it would be a commercial. Yeah, it's a commercial. So, uh, it's it's set in Chad <laughs> in in Central Africa, and there there's about to be a, a female genital mutilation. <laughs> and then this Western dude is like, mm-hmm. "I don't think you should do that." Right. You know, removing that poor girl's clitoris just seems really gross. And not cool. Uh-huh. And then the orange M&M rolls in and says, stop <laughs> applying your Western values to the values here. Slice uh-huh. away. God. Yeah. Lord. Yeah. It's weird. Uh,
1: why? It seems like you guys are really uh, obsessed with
0: the uh, w- the woman's pleasure zone. Yeah. It does seem like there's a lot of talk about that. Like, I don't want my
1: kids necessarily hearing that. I just want them to like occasionally have a little treat.
0: Yeah. And a lot of people have said, why don't you just stick to candy? And we've thought about it and we said, no, we want to, we, everything needs to be political. And also if you don't eat our M&Ms, you're racist. (laughs) And it's because of white supremacy. That's the,
1: Interesting logic loop. Um, and you said the, uh, the M&Ms come together sort of like a, a Justice League type of thing to um, uh, to h- handle the, uh, the,
0: quote, Israel situation. Can you tell us what that uh, final moment is? They basically just, they'll let everybody know about their contempt for Israel <laughs> in a series of commercials. Okay. <laughs> it's candy, Jack. We got to get the message out yeah it feels a little anti-semitic though uh it's not anti-semitic Jack it's just pointing out the apartheid huh.
1: state so h- how do they sort of show in a in a series of commercials where they all come together like the Avengers to to show their um their disdain for Israel
0: well, uh what they do is they 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 come into Israel and then they sabotage the iron dome, and that's when Iran uh, shoots their missiles
1: so <laughs> yeah you have a commercial where where the M&M candies s- sabotage the
0: Israeli defense forces yes their missile shield comes down and you see all the all the M&Ms high five except for the green one cuz she's kind of focused on her phallus and just kind of it's in pain and and then they all high five and then you see Iran's mullahs and they just press the button with a smile on their face and you see the missiles launch And then it just says, enjoy M&M's. It's candy.
1: (laughs) That's the the final message?
0: Yes. Wow.
1: They're so woke, Brian. It's really refreshing to see um, these ideals put into candy. Well, we did the work, Jack, and this is what you
0: get. Any other candy news I should know? Anything going on with Reese's Peanut Butter Cups? We had peanut butter and chocolate form affinity groups. (laughs) So they don't really mingle anymore. The peanut butter's over here and the chocolate's over here and they uh-huh. don't spend a lot of time together anymore. So you pretty much, you can go for one or the other, but you can't have both.
1: Right. No, that makes sense. So they're like their chalk, like when the candy goes to college, there's like a chocolate only graduation. That's right. We did the work, Jack. It shows, it just shows how much work you've done. You've really heard what people
0: want and you've, you've put it right into candy. Great job, Brian. And one more thing. Yeah, tell me. There's no such thing as white chocolate. Get it out. It's so triggering. It was an easy one to get rid of because it really is terrible.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's not about triggering. It just tastes like shit. Hey, Brian. Ha <laughs> ha, Jack. Great. So uh, the football playoffs uh, are wrapping up. We have our two entrants into the Super Bowl. You okay. Know who they are nope. <laughs> The Cincinnati Bengals, good. And the Los Angeles
0: Rams? Yes, okay. see I know sports. Yeah, That's you stupid. really know sports, yeah. so they they're they're it's decided they're going to the Super Bowl. They're going to the Super Bowl. So it's what been happened an... to the Patriots. Uh, the Patriots
1: lost uh, to the Buffalo Bills uh, in their first round of playing.
0: Oh, that's a shame for my brother who's into the Patriots.
1: Yes, it is a, a, a giant shame. And, um, uh, but good for the good sold Americans uh, everywhere else. So uh, obviously now we're, we're in the two weeks leading up to the Super Bowl. And this mm-hmm. means that uh, companies are putting their fine, finishing touches on their Super Bowl commercials. Yes. Yeah. We've got the list here of uh, Super Bowl ads. I was wondering if you could tell
0: us what, uh, what is contained in those ads. Absolutely. Yeah. Cause I, I've been in advertising. I, I live, eat and breathe and uh, defecate advertising. I'm all, you know, I'm all about advertising. You know, you've seen the tattoos. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And Super Bowl is huge. It's really the advertising uh, industry's uh, Super Bowl. Exactly. Yeah. It's like the Oscars of the advertising industry, but it's the <laughs> Super Bowl. That's exactly right. Really uh, concisely said. So, <clears throat> our, our first
1: uh, product here. Normally, mm-hmm. they don't do a Super Bowl ad, so I'm a little bit surprised they're doing this. Uh, Count Chocula. Yes. God, they're, they're, they really are going to spend that level of money to like. Why? What's going on with Count Chocula? Why are they doing a big Super Bowl ad?
0: Well, um, because sales have been flagging. Okay. Ah, uh, there is a belief that the sales are flagging for Count Chocula because of systemic racism, and okay. so uh, they're Makes introducing sense. a new new Count Chocula character.
1: Oh, that's exciting! So
0: they're getting away from the animation, okay? And they're getting away mm-hmm. from the vampire side of things. <laughs> yes, uh, it's Count Chocula is going to be played by Denzel Washington. <laughs> Uh huh, and it's you know they're they're gonna rebrand. It's it's a cereal for black people, Jack. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and so this was inspired by the anti-racism movement. Mm-hmm. The screenplay for this commercial was written by I- Ibram X. Kendi, <laughs> and it's all about taking cereal back uh, from white supremacy. An important and overdue message for sure. That's right, because you know, uh, uh, breakfast cereal is a is a is, a, is a, a racial issue. Yeah, no, I know it is. Or, or if it isn't, it will be very soon. I'm <laughs> sure will be.
1: So really, so there, he's no longer a vampire. He's Denzel Washington. How is he playing the Count? Uh, 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 like, how is he a Count? And 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 yeah,
0: what? Well, you got you, you have a kid sitting at his breakfast table. Sure. He's got a bowl of Count Chocula cereal in the bowl, and then Denzel swoops through the window, (laughs) lands on the table and smacks the bowl across the table. It smashes all over the floor. And he just, he says, you know, white kids don't be eating that. And then he flies out.
1: (laughs) One of the biggest movie stars of all time. (laughs) <laughs> swoops into the kitchens of white people <laughs> smacking the bowls out of their hands.
0: Yeah, no, it's definitely going to get, it's going to get eyeballs. It's going to get attention. And the message is, this is our cereal. This is our time.
1: I mean, I, I know we have black only graduations and dorms and, uh, 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 you know, um, welcoming ceremonies at colleges and, and, and all that sort of stuff, but now it's
0: really just a, a black only cereal. It's, it's a straight up black only cereal. That's the way they're doing it.
1: So, so what happens though, if I go into a store and try and just buy one myself?
0: Well, you, you buy it and you pay the money and you leave the store. Yeah. And then Denzel Washington swoops down from an awning and he smacks the box out of your hands <laughs> and he says, don't you be eating that. It's not for you. The cereals for us, buy us.
1: God, So, so good. So it's now a black owned business.
0: No, it's owned by a bunch of liberals, (laughs) white folks. They're doing what they think is right, Jack.
1: Uh, Okay. By by clowning Denzel Washington and forcing him to (laughs) live on the awning of supermarkets across America?
0: That's the plan. (sighs) I don't think it's a good one, but okay. I guess that's just my white privilege talking. I guess so yikes. You think you could just stroll around and eat whatever cereal you want? Yeah, if I have $3.99 to buy a box. Well, not anymore, Jack. Wow,
1: well, okay, well. Yeah. Uh, Heineken Non-Alcoholic Beer. Yes. So they have a Super Bowl ad. It's interesting that they're going for the non-alcoholic version of their product this year for their Super Bowl ad. Can you tell us about that?
0: Yeah, it's a CGI commercial. Oh, fun, okay. And uh, what they've done is they've recreated uh, uh, Lady Diana and <laughs> uh, and Dodie, her boyfriend. Dodie
1: F.I. yeah.
0: Yeah. And and their their driver is sitting there sipping from a Heineken 0.0. 0. <laughs> and then they're like, let's get out of here. The paparazzi are driving us nuts. Uh-huh. And so they hop into the car and he hops in, but he's, you know, he's, he, and he turns to the camera and he points to his Heineken 0.0, 0 and he winks and so he's sober and (laughs) he gets in the car and they're driving at high speed chased by the paparazzi and then they smash into a column under the ground in the tunnel and but as they're pulling him out he's like it wasn't my fault because he's sober so the outcome doesn't change Diana still dies she's dead yeah
1: But it's not his fault. Wow. So history doesn't change. It's just the where the fault
0: lies. It's right. It was the paparazzi's fault this time. Wow. It's not Ordered, that he was driving drunk.
1: Right. Ordered by the queen to to murder Diana. That's right. Do, do, do you show uh, that in the commercial? Is there like a final like shot at the palace where she gets the phone call and then takes a sip of her Heineken 0.0?
0: Well there's a clink and you know of the two bottles the Heineken mm-hmm. the, the Queen's uh, wrinkled hand and then this uh, hitman with a glove and they clink the bottles and they put them down and then she just turns and she goes I need something with some kick and then she just reaches over to a crystal uh decanter filled with whiskey God what what is Heineken trying to show here that their beer has no alcohol. There's 0. 0.0 has no alcohol in it. And so you can, you're, you know, you have a clean conscience if you have an accident that results in a loss of life. <laughs> it's not your fault. Oh, I see.
1: So it's it's for the DUI crowd.
0: Yep. Okay. And you know what? At, at any Super Bowl, there's a lot
1: of those. Oh, so that's why they're doing it for the Super. Yeah, okay. That makes sense. It's one of the probably the biggest drinking uh, uh, days of the year. Yeah. That in St. Patty's. Okay, makes sense. All right. Well, uh, good on Heineken. I, I mean, it's creepy as hell and makes no sense, but good on Heineken. Good for them. Good for them. Uh, next one. Uh, Best Buy. Yeah, big box store to trying to make a last stand. I guess. What's a
0: Best Buy Super Bowl commercial looking like this year? So the commercial starts with the Blue Origin rocket <laughs> on a on a launch pad. Okay. All right. Cool. And that's the Jeff Bezos rocket. Yes. Yes. And you hear the countdown, three, two, one, and then the flames and it flies up in the air, but then something goes wrong and you see it fall and it crashes into an elementary school. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. And then you see a little ticker in the corner, just deaths. And it's just like one, two, three, four, five, six, and it just up to 347 deaths. Oh. And then a guy in a suit walks out in front of the camera. And says, oh, Mr. Amazon himself is responsible for 347 deaths. Are you going to buy electronics from him? I don't think so. And then he gestures and then the camera pans and you see Best Buy. (laughs) And he says, come along with me. And so he's dodging all the fire trucks that are coming to the Flaming Elementary School. Right. (laughs) And then they get to the door of Best Buy and they're greeted. There's like eight Best Buy people there and they're all well-dressed and they, they know their products inside and out. And he goes, you know, let's go get what you need. Do you need toner? And the guy said, yeah, I need toner. And then they go in and they know all about toner. And right. and the you know the idea is that uh, when you buy from Amazon and not Best Buy, even though Amazon might be easier in many ways and have a bigger selection. Sure. Uh, that you're supporting a guy who sends rocket ships into elementary schools. And that <laughs> is un-American.
1: Whew, well, I mean, it certainly is a, a rule to have, you know, Either babes, dogs, or kids in your Super Bowl ads. Those are the yeah. things that have typically uh, resonated with uh, viewers. Uh, so this this one, I guess, checks that box. It has kids in it.
0: It has a lot of kids in it. Three hundred forty-seven of them. May their memory be a blessing. <laughs> that's that's a hyper aggressive ad right there. Well, they're in dire straits. They yeah. really need to do something. No, for real. That's that makes a heck of a lot of sense. A lot of brick and mortar stores. They need they need to do something now. Yeah. No. Absolutely.
1: <laughs> okay. Uh, well, that's uh, memorable. Um, here's one. This is surprising. I, I
0: lactaid.
1: Yes. So lactaid is doing a uh, a giant Super Bowl ad.
0: Yes. That's a first. Lactaid is for it's a it's milk for the lactose intolerant. Uh-huh. And for people who don't want flavor or lactose.
1: <laughs> That's right.
0: So we have Captain Lactaid <laughs> who is a new superhero. Uh-huh. And his superpower is making people lactose intolerant. <laughs> From his wrists he can shoot regular milk <laughs> into their mouths. Uh-huh. So he sees people committing crimes and he jumps in and he says, you know, halt. And then the burglars look over at him and they open out their mouths, which is super convenient. And he, he, he waves his hand and turns them lactose intolerant and then shoots milk into their mouth with his wrist. Kind of like Spider-Man's webs, but it's yeah. milk.
1: But with, with milk. So what happens, what happens to the, to, to the robber, to the, to the burglars rather who have just had milk squirted into their lactose intolerant mouths.
0: They fall down in all fours and then simultaneously uh, defecate and throw up. So
1: at the same time, that must have been a heck of a thing to try and shoot. It was a hell of a day. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I bet there is some kid out there who's like, "Yeah, you know, I'm going to meet uh, you know Cindy Crawford or something on one of these Super Bowl ads. It's my first Super Bowl ad. I get to be a PA on." And
0: that's his ad. Yeah. No, he was traumatized. He actually switched careers. What's that kid doing now? Do you know? Yeah. He works at a manure farm. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, it's yeah. I mean, that's, that's gotta be better than <laughs> doing the lactate ad.
0: Yeah. He's like, so, I'm out so, of this business.
1: So Captain lactate goes yes. around fighting crime. With milk, it's a very confusing message.
0: Yeah, it was a concern of ours that people wouldn't quite know if the milk he's shooting from his wrists was lactaid or just regular milk with lactose in it. Right. So what we did was we made the regular milk look blood red. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Yeah, it looks like he's shooting blood at them. (laughs) God. But there's a little legend at the bottom of the commercial that just says blood red equals whole milk.
1: Wow. <laughs> You're asking the viewer to do a lot of work here,
0: friend. Yeah, I know. And it, it, it's a little bit of a concern for us.
1: Yeah. I mean, obviously the merch sales are going to be through the roof. Everyone's going to want a captain Lacade lactate uh, doll doll or, or plushie or whatever. Yep. We've got those lined up. And, and do all the little dolls shoot, uh, shoot blood out of their wrists?
0: Yes. Which has gotten us into a lot of flack because it looks like they've tried to commit suicide. <laughs> a lot of people think that's the wrong message to be sending when you're trying to sell, uh, a lactose free beverage. Right. Right. So, you know, it's one of these things you don't, you know, it's looks good on paper, but the execution, you know, comes out and you're like, oh, well, it looks like he just slipped both his wrists. There's blood everywhere. <laughs> Right. And I say, no, 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 it's whole milk with lactose. And, you know, you see the eyes and the questions and you're escorted off the premises by security. and It's it <laughs> ugly.
1: It sounds ugly. It sounds really well. Uh, good luck with that. And then, uh, you know, last one here. Um, apparently, there's going to be a, a giant Super Bowl uh, ad for Rogaine. Yes, And that one at least makes a little bit more sense. Uh, You know, you got a lot of men watching, maybe uh, want to regrow some hair, maybe even some women. I don't know. I think there's Rogaine for women. So what is Rogaine's uh, big Super Bowl commercial this
0: year? Well, they also have a mascot. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah. It's Joe Rogaine.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. That's great.
0: And so, you know, all he wants to do is put here on balding men. Of course. Wow. Joe Rogaine. Joe Rogaine.
1: Can't wait to see all these ads on Super Bowl Sunday. Super Bowl Sunday. When is that?
0: I'm not sure. Jork. Jack. Jack. Good for you. Uh, Listen, uh, Ann Landers is dead. Yeah, I know. She died soon. Jack. Yeah. She yeah, was she an did. advice columnist. She was legendary and they need a replacement Ooh. and they're, they're looking for someone who can offer advice to people who have problems and questions. And I think you're the man for that. And that is why I've got you some uh, Jack Landers auditions.
1: Well, that's fantastic. I, I give great advice. I think all my friends, probably you included while well, you're more of a colleague, but uh, would definitely sort of, um, say that I give great advice that just yeah. comes out from
0: my, my own brain. Yeah. Well, I mean, you don't even have to worry about that part because you, you have a, a, a bunch of advice givers who will, who will tell you what to say. You're basically just a, a face. You're a figurehead. Okay. I so just say, I, sent I'm a, you. I'm a news anchor. You're, you're like an anchor. You're just repeating what they say. I just sent you uh, okay, cool. a letter to uh, Jack Landers and I would love for you to, to read it. And, and okay. you know, I they, they want I you to, it. To, they want you to deliver this letter in a professional manner, Jack. You can't okay. you can't laugh or anything. And
1: if I laugh, that means I don't get the You don't job. get
0: the gig. Yeah. So let's let's do this.
1: Okay, here we go. Uh, mm. I'm ready. I've not read this ever.
0: Yeah, take it away. It should be known. Okay, here we go. Jack Landers. Dear, dear Jack
1: Landers. Lucas and I have been friends since childhood, but recently I've started to think he's a bad influence on me. And I'd like your opinion on what I should do. As kids, Lucas used to goad me into doing things like skipping school to go see Star Wars, writing graffiti in the boys' room, or eating a salamander. <laughs> hmm? Or eating a salamander. <laughs> Shoot. As we got older, his idea of, fun, uh, of a fun prank grew. And next thing you know, I was hot wiring minivans doing donuts on Mr. Moriarty's perfectly manicured lawn or decapitating the statue of Martin Van Buren, 8th President of the United States. I started to think Lucas might be no good in 1986 when he thought it would be hilarious to compromise the O-ring on the Space Shuttle Challenger's right solid rocket booster. (laughs) Wanting to win his favor, I dutifully chipped away at it with a hammer and screwdriver. It was only later that day when the shuttle came crashing down that I started to think maybe Lucas was irresponsible. The second wake-up call was in 2003 when Lucas had me remove some of the heat shield (laughs) tiles (laughs) from the Space Shuttle Columbia. Only after I heard that it disintegrated in the atmosphere did I begin to think that Lucas was at it again. And, once again, wanting to stay friends, I said nothing. Lucas's most recent request might have been the straw that broke the camel's back. And even though it didn't sound right, to win Lucas's respect, I agreed to sit on Betty White's chest for what seemed like an eternity. <laughs> Lo and behold, I come to learn that that was the same night that she passed away. I can't help but think I might be responsible, and that Lucas is the one who put me up to it. Is it time to cut my ties with this mischievous Lucas? Signed, Obedient to a Fault. Dear Obedient, Go back to your childhood and think about all the adventure and experiences Lucas has brought into your life. Now, try and imagine what your life would be like if you didn't have someone like Lucas in it. I'd say your life would be duller and have less sparkle. In fact, I don't know you well, but you probably would have killed yourself (laughs) because of boredom. So, you can look at Lucas as a bad influence, or you can look at him as a good, lifelong friend who brought adventure and new experiences into your life. The choice is yours, but much. (laughs) Sincerely (laughs) signed Jack Landers.
0: Darn. Ah, well that's not going to be the one that lands you the role of Jack Landers. You all right.
1: Yeah. I just, why, why would my writers sign, like call him a butt munch at the end?
0: (laughs) I guess, you know, he doesn't appreciate what he has in Lucas. You know, the the good friend that Lucas is. Man. But, I, th- uh, I feel
1: like maybe a twelve year old wrote that.
0: I just sent you a second one. There's another chance for you. Another chance for you.
1: By the way, that that uh faithful to a fault or whatever his name was, I mean, he's a
0: he's a murderer. It sounds like a lot of the stuff he did resulted in in death. Yeah. So yeah, I guess maybe te- maybe a manslaughterer. I don't know. I yeah, don't know law. More accurate. You know? <laughs>
1: No, I, I know you don't. Okay, I just got the second uh, uh, Jack Landers article in my inbox right now. I've okay. never read it. Take All it right, away, Jack
0: All right, Landers. Dear,
1: Dear Jack Landers, I'm hoping you can help me because I don't have anyone I can trust or turn to. I'm feeling really down because I'm starting to feel that I'm not very good at my job. At first, I was able to shrug it off, but the more time passes and the less I have to show for it, the more I worried that I was hired, not because of my particular talents, but because I ticked off a bunch of boxes. So the reality is that my hiring was strictly cynical and for the optics only. Right now, my boss barely talks to me. And when he does, it's all superficial stuff like, what day is it? And who are you again? I don't get assigned anything of substance. The projects I'm tasked with are fairly uh, banal. Banal. It's as though I'm just a token. And having served that purpose, they just want me out of the way. I get a sense that my coworkers don't respect me, and all of our customers seem to have a low opinion of me and think I'm an empty vessel. Don't get me wrong, the job has some great perks. I get free medical. I travel for free by private jet to very low-level meetings. There's free food and lodging. But I can't help feel that this is not what I expected. I haven't felt this down on myself since the primaries when I came in dead last. I suppose that should have been the hint, but I have a heck of a lot of motivation and drive, even to the point of putting Willie Brown's putz d- God, even to the point of putting Willie Brown's putts duster in my hoo-ha. I wish I could. G- <laughs> I wish I could say I got to go because I have work to do, but I don't. I'm just going to play Wordle and have myself a little cackle when I solve it. Signed. Now you know how Dan Quayle felt. Dear, now I know how Dan Quayle felt. No matter how successful one is, it's not uncommon to be plagued by insecurities, especially if one knows they're well-deserved. Come November, there won't be much for you to do, and you'll be free to pursue your dreams, as long as they're not in the realm of governance. My suggestion is to kick back, enjoy some of the free wine, and bide time until you're asked to hop on your jet to have a little chat with a third-tier delegate <laughs> third-tier delegate from Bangladesh. Signed, Jack Landers. Hmm.
0: Huh. Well, you came close. Well, you it came was close. close. You almost landed the the role of figurehead Jack Landers, advice columnist. Man, it's like there're just two little hiccups in there that that weird putts line. Putts duster? Putts duster. <laughs> weird. It is weird. Uh, I just sent you a third chance. You have a third chance. They you know, they're willing to to give you three chances to I be the new figurehead Jack Landers, advice columnist. Well, that's what they say about chances. They come in. It's a, it's a rule of three. Co- comedy and chances and, and celebrities <laughs> dying. They come in threes. <laughs> that's right. Uh, okay, I'm ready. I just got it. I've opened it. Okay. Take her away, Jack Landers.
1: Thank you. Dear Jack Landers, I hope you can help me because I'm at my wit's end and I need some advice from someone who isn't named Bob. Here's my dilemma. For the past eight months, I've been dating a wonderful girl who goes by Bob. I have no doubts that Bob could be marriage material, although I don't want to rush things because my brother Bob, not my girlfriend, rushed into marriage a few years back. And before you can say Bob, they were divorced. And boy, was it ugly. Anyway, because of Bob, my brother's experience, (laughs) Bob, my girlfriend, and I agreed to take things slow. Over these last few months, I've watched my feelings for Bob, my girlfriend, not brother, blossom, and I'm starting to think Bob could be a keeper. The problem is that the other night I met an old acquaintance from high school at Bob's bar, Bob, the bar owner, not Barbara, (laughs) not my brother or my girlfriend, Bob, my acquaintance from high school, not my brother or girlfriend or the owner of the bar. (laughs) Moved out of town a long time ago and I hadn't seen him since, but now Bob was back in town for the funeral, Bob, (laughs) a guy we went to high school with, not my acquaintance or girlfriend or brother or the bar owner. Bob, the bar owner, kept the drinks flowing and Bob and I were catching up and talking. At some point, Bob, my acquaintance, not the bar owner or my brother or girlfriend, <laughs> told me that he, while he was ostensibly in town for Bob's funeral, our high school friend, not my brother or girlfriend of the bar owner, he was also in town because he'd been invited by Bob, my girlfriend, not my brother, the bar owner or the dead guy from school. I was stunned. Here I was thinking that Bob, my girlfriend, not the bar owner, my acquaintance, my brother, or the dead guy, was serious with me to the point where I was considering marriage. And yet, I come to learn that Bob, my girlfriend, was possibly seeing Bob, my acquaintance, not my brother, bar owner, the dead guy. Obviously, I didn't say anything to Bob, my acquaintance, but Bob, the bar owner, says, give Bob a chance. Bob, my brother, says to dump Bob. And Bob, the dead guy, stayed silent because he's in heaven with Bob Dole. (laughs) Please tell me what I should do. Sign. Despondent and Dedham, dear despondent and Dedham, Bob's right, signed Jack Ladders.
0: <sighs> <sighs> yeah. <clears throat> Darn. Really thought you were going to get that one. Yeah. thought totally thought you were going to plow right through that and without a <laughs> hitch. Now I know. It, was, it proved to be a little bit difficult. I'm going to be honest with you. Yeah, so many Bobs. It's a lot of Bobs, right? So that wasn't just me? No, no. It was Bob's your uncle. I I, uh, I agree. Okay, good. I didn't want to say anything, but it seemed like a lot. No, there's a lot of... Stra- Dedham is a strange town in Massachusetts. Well, I was more focused on the Bob part of the letter, but okay, great. Um, well, doggone it, Brian. I failed again. It's okay. You know, one of these days you will get it and we're going to get some scratch and you'll be uh famous... Uh, advice columnist i guess you can settle for your 15th dream well <sighs> review us and all that
1: i guess uh, apparently we're not going anywhere so there's that
0: that was questionable material with jack and brian subscribe on any podcast platform watch our clips on youtube visit us at qmpodcast.com